1: Decided to leave UCLA head coaching position to go to Ohio State. We will talk about why that should not have surprised you. If you are followers of this program, as well as members of LandryFootball.com, we have been talking about uh, Chip Kelly trying to get back into the NFL, and we're going to get into what kind of happened there and why it didn't open up for him in the NFL this time around as a coordinator. And moving to UCLA, moving from UCLA to Ohio State. Also, uh, some inside story. I think people are getting it wrong and missing some of the things on the Ryan Grubb departure from Alabama to Seattle. We're going to address both of those situations and uh, what they really mean and how it really played down behind the scenes. A reminder, though, you can get more details uh, on uh, the information like this, as well as the college football and NFL scene at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Take advantage of our scouting season offer, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage uh, of the scouting season offer, the 12-month package. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our scouting season package, the 12-month package, is the best deal that we have going. Check it out today. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know by now, Chip Kelly is leaving UCLA. Um, and it <laughs> sounds strange to keep saying this, but staying in the league as UCLA is now in the Big Ten, going to uh, Ohio State as the offensive coordinator for the Buckeyes. Chip has uh, been looking to leave UCLA, and we're going to get into that. But he was looking to, in the NFL route, I think that's where he would be most comfortable as an offensive coordinator Uh, just in visiting with him and knowing him. I I think that's where he feels he's most comfortable where he can be is the biggest asset help NFL teams. He's really brilliant as a run game designer, and he has a lot of ideas and things that can help an NFL operation, as well as a major college football operation from an offensive coordinator standpoint. And it also helps when a guy has been a head coach, two stints in the two stints in the NFL, uh, multiple stints in college football, and certainly, I think it's a good move for Ohio State. But just the departure from UCLA—he went thirty-five and thirty-four in six seasons. It's a rough start for him, at uh, you know his great success at Oregon, struggling to get UCLA turned around. He led UCLA to a 9 4 record and finished the season ranked 21st and 22. They won eight games last season, whipped USC, but it's an uphill battle, it became an uphill battle for him in the program on the recruiting front and name, image, and likeness. Um, he's really did a very good job at UCLA. You know, people don't understand, and I, it's so frustrating to see people talk about college football um, that even it, it cover it, but really don't know anything about it. Folks that maybe cover the SEC or other places and think, you know, well, they didn't win enough games there. You don't realize how difficult it is at UCLA in the modern era. They are facing a major deficit. And it's evidenced by the fact that they they hired Deshaun Foster, a former UCLA uh, running back, really good player, <clears throat> and was a position coach at, at Oakland excuse me with the Raiders. He left UCLA to go to the Raiders as a position coach. They hired him to save money. They didn't have to pay him much and they don't have to pay off any of the assistant coaches that Chip had. They're doing this on the cheap. They're facing a large deficit. They have very little NIL resources. They are in a losing proposition and they are they their limitations in recruiting in terms of a budget, it's it's ridiculous uh, to be competing on such a level. They have no chance. There are a dozen programs in the Big Ten, maybe 14, that have better financial resources than UCLA. It's why they're moving to the Big Ten, because they need the extra money. But right now, they just don't have it. Look, I think Chip and UCLA should have been a good marriage if you consider the surface level they were combined 25 13 over the last three seasons which is the best stretch of the program since the 80s they had a run for jim moore from 12 to 15 but chip kelly inherited a losing product he turned that around and in march he earned a contract extension through 27. um this leads to puzzling questions Uh, Why did he pursue many other jobs, including interviewing to become the Seahawks offensive coordinator? On the eve of signing day, he ultimately left, went to Ohio State to replace Bill O'Brien, who left to become head coach at Boston College. So why did things get so bad? He's one of the foremost coaching innovators in the past 15, 20 years. Why did he want to leave and give up being a head coach? It has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of the UCLA administrators and boosters were, you know, idiotically wanting to fire a guy when he's milking every ounce, every blood out of that up but yet they think because they're UCLA, they should win, and they don't do anything to help winning. Uh, The buyout drops from 8.5 million to 4.27 next December. So he knew the handwriting was on the wall. It didn't matter what he did. And going into the Big Ten, where he's again facing an uphill battle, he was going to get fired next year and walk away with some money, but probably reputation being harmed. Moving on now makes some sense for him. The Bruins Athletic Department is um, bleeding money. That $4.27 million uh, after a Big Ten cash infusion was going to be more palatable for the administration next year. You might be wondering why UCLA, one of the nation's proudest and most successful public schools, is having to pitch pennies. The reason is a lack of revenue. UCLA athletics brought in just more than 103 million during the 22 fiscal year. That would rank last among public schools in the Big Ten. Private institutions like USC, Northwesterns don't have to disclose their financial data. They have large endowments, in the athletic department and the university. Oregon brought in a, a hair over 50 million more than, UC, than um, UCLA. Michigan. 210 million more. Ohio State, 251 million more. That's more than double what UCLA does. It's twice the program financially. And yet, you want a coach to compete with those programs. That inability to generate cash has crippled the athletic department. They have posted a $37 million deficit for the 23 fiscal year and now have had an eight-figure shortfall for five straight years. That's the reason why they made the move to the Big Ten. They needed cash infusion. Those are restrictive circumstances Kelly has navigated since his arrival at Westwood. For a bit more context, here's how UCLA ranks in recruiting spending in 2022 compared to some of the Big Ten peers. ChumpaCasito.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 1.72 million versus Washington, 2.49 million. Penn State, 3.17 million. Ohio State, 4.17 million. As with the revenue, the Bruins would have ranked last among Big Ten public schools in recruiting spending during the 22 year. The recruiting results have lagged under Kelly, And people will call it, well, he doesn't want to recruit. You know, he didn't have a, a hard time recruiting at Oregon when they spent money. No, you can't recruit it at, at UCLA. Look, other than a short stretch with Jim Mora, no one is recruited very well there. The Bruins likely in part because of the hot seat talks, finished 18th of 18 schools in the New Look Big Ten recruiting rankings. It's It's a bit of an outlier, but UCLA has never ranked better than fifth in the Pac-12 recruiting ranking since Kelly arrived. He's not a great recruiter, but he certainly was a very good one at Oregon. You put him with less resources, and what do you think you're going to get? You think Deshaun Foster is going to recruit better? Well, he's going to be more of a recruiter, but with limited resources, you're going to have a problem. We're going to see a spike maybe – Going on the cheap, I think, is what UCLA is trying to do so that they can buy time, you know, basically curtail their spending and, you know, watch their pennies and then get the Big Ten money so that they can turn around and hire somebody else in a couple of years, three years when Deshaun is not winning enough for them. It's worth noting that other programs have managed to find success in both areas at the same time. They'll Be some that argue that Kelly did not emphasize recruiting enough. And there's merit to that. He doesn't prioritize high school recruiting like some of the top head coaches in college football. But the Bruins are working at an immediate disadvantage versus some of the peers on the recruiting trail. UCLA's recruiting staff is small, especially compared to those found at places like Oregon and USC. The Bruins also lacked an active donor base to really compete from a name, image, and likeness standpoint. There's a reason why UCLA lost starters such as John Humphrey, Kamari Ramsey, to USC this past offseason. They have to ball on a budget much like, you know, the Oakland A's and Moneyball. Uh, Other programs can do that. I think that's what UCLA's hoping. They can get somebody that can take less and do more with it. You can see, you know, UCLA lost um, DeAnton Lynn. Uh, the defense coordinator to USC this offseason. Um, you know, they don't pay the staff as well. They don't have as large of a staff. Besides money, there's also the fact that Kelly would have immediately entered the 24 season on the hot seat, as I mentioned. The athletic director, Martin Jorman, may have given Kelly a vote of confidence, but came with a caveat. You know, that, oh, we've got to do better. I'm confident and all that. But it was pretty clear inside. The workings of the ucla administration they were looking to punt this decision for another year in essence if the buyout was two million dollars right now they might have been willing to get rid of chip but because it was eight million they're going to wait another year when it's about four million million less we'll see how things would have will go this year they do return ethan garbers but uh, they don't have a lot of returning production on the team. Um, they go at, at Hawaii, Indiana, at LSU, Oregon, and Penn State. The first five games. There's a likelihood that UCLA is going to be two and three entering the heart of Big Ten play. Uh, then, then comes Iowa, Washington, USC, along with trips to Nebraska and Rutgers. That's a brutal schedule. And I think Chip knew it, and I think Chip knew the end result, and I think he was getting out before they could get him. In all fairness um, to UCLA, I want to not say that this is... With Lucky Lands, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, all negative to them. Um, Chip, I've known Chip for a while. He has his shortcomings, including recruiting and fundraising. He also failed to reach the Pac-12 title game in six seasons. But that's expected. I don't think that they're capable with anybody competing in the Pac-12 title in the last six games, in the last six years. They just didn't have the resources to do it. Now, they may think they do. The fundraisers, the boosters, you don't have it. You, you do not have a type of program that can compete. When you consider all the mounting issues that UCLA faced entering the twenty-four season, in addition to... Kelly's general distaste and with the general status of college football. It's understandable that Kelly so brazenly looked around for a new job. I think that going to the NFL is where he's ultimately going to be, but at Ohio state, he's going to be able to focus, um, on the offense on being sort of a in-house guy. That's like a former head coach at, college and the NFL level that remember uh, Ryan Day's a protege of his so there's a trust factor so that he can help Ryan become a head coach uh, become a better head coach and deal with some of the head coaching issues there. In short it was not what it could have been. I think for UCLA having Chip getting more out of less is what I thought he would do and that's exactly what he did but when the less becomes less and less, the more is going to be less as well. And I think he did a really good job, all things considered, the resources. I think you're going to find out that UCLA is in for a rude awakening. And I think maybe with the infusion of money coming in, Big Ten money, maybe in three years um, when they move on um, to a different head coach, maybe they can go swim in deeper waters and do things and raise money and get involved in the modern-day world of college football in a way that you have to do it. But right now, they simply don't have it. There was some talk about, uh, and maybe some controversy, about Ryan Grubb, the Alabama offensive coordinator, on Caitlin Boarstaff, who was his coordinator at Washington. And Scott Huff, the offensive line coach, um, who recently left to go with the Seattle Seahawks. It's been a lot of talk about, you know, um, because it's very obvious. I've been knowing this for over two weeks that those deals were done for both of those guys with the Seahawks. Um, And there's been a lot of criticism of those two coaches about leaving and the timing. Folks, let me tell you, factually speaking, Alabama was the one that asked them to delay the hiring and asked the Seahawks to delay it. You see, there was no reason for the Seahawks to wait or Ryan Grubb or Scott Huff to wait. They they were ready to go, and they've been ready to go for a couple of weeks. But there's the 30-day window, which just recently closed last weekend, with Nick Saban retiring. I mean, it seemed like it was a while now that he's retired, but it's just been 30 well it's a little more than 30 days now. Alabama, knowing that the window was still open, if they lose Ryan Grubb and Scott Hoff, a big part of the selling point to Alabama recruits, and including their own players, which you now have to recruit, recruit your own players, with those players having the ability to pick up and leave, they didn't want the announcement that those guys were leaving until after that. So that was the deal that Alabama asked. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Lucky. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: See website for details. Let's hold off on the announcement, if you can, Seattle. And and, and look, look, for Seattle and for Ryan and, and Scott, I mean, they probably would have liked to have gotten to work right away at Seattle with, with the Seahawks. But it's, it's the NFL world of needing to do things is not as, it's not the same as in college where you're trying to hold on to players on your roster, particularly when they are in a position to pick up and leave tomorrow once they find out. In essence, Alabama feared that if this announcement had ha- it been a, come out a couple of weeks ago, and it's been known in the football world, The media world had the rumor out there, but because the rumors got out there, Ryan Grubb had to make comments right before signing day. This is another part of it, too. Uh, The final signing day in February coincides with the 30-day window for Nick Saban leaving. He was asked and basically had to tell a white lie. I'm the coordinator at Alabama. Well, he didn't lie. He was saying that that's true with the indication that, that he's going to be there. Well, he's doing that because he was asked to do that. Had he had said something different, then obviously it would have blown up and possibly created an opportunity for other players on the program to exit. Maybe some recruiting decisions might have been altered. Look, you can't blame these two guys for doing a favor for Alabama and Kalen DeBoer. That's what they were doing it for. I don't think that it is fair to blame Alabama for trying to hold on to some semblance of continuity with all the mass exodus of players. I think blame the system that allows this to take place. And basically, forces you to make decisions that you, quite frankly, I don't think you would make in other situations. It's another indication. And if you go back and listen to my recent podcast about and post on landryfootball.com of how it changed things in the calendar, this creates this type of problem. But uh, I hear, you know, uh, guys on TV, I think it was Feinbaum that criticized Ryan Grubb. Of course, he's, you know, an Alabama, you know, apologist. You know, Ryan Grubb and Scott Huff are doing Alabama a favor because they asked them to, to not announce it, and anything you've heard otherwise is false, and they're getting criticized for lying. Well, they're kind of basically being asked to do that for the sake of Alabama and Kalen DeBoer. It's not right when you've got to lie like that, but that's the system that we're in now, unfortunately. It's probably not fair to the Alabama players that maybe stayed at Alabama or recently signed with Alabama that were thinking that they were going to get coached by Scott Hoff or Ryan Grubb. Now, you might say, well, wait a minute, they can pick up and leave in April because there's another window for transfer. Well, let me explain something to you. By then, Alabama They've already got their new coordinator in place. You will have a new line coach. They'll have a whole almost month and a half, two months, to be able to calm the waters so that they can keep those guys in tow. Look, there's no one to blame here. Um, can't blame Brian. You can't blame Scott. Um, they left. I can tell you right now that in a world that I live in with coaches and doing coaching searches, I, I, it, almost everybody in college, that's a good coach. That's not just a recruiter, but that's a good coach. They all want to coach in the NFL now. It's a better job, and they all, it's just that not everybody can go. There's only 32 NFL teams. only so many coordinator jobs and offensive line jobs and so on and so forth. You just – you don't have as many openings, but there's a lot that needs to be adjusted and modified in the college game. You've heard me talk about it and others talk about it at nauseum. But you can't bring Ryan and Scott because they're doing something to aid Alabama. And I don't know that I – And mean, if you're going to blame anybody, blame Alabama. But I don't think it's right to blame Alabama because what are they going to do? I mean, they're basically going to open the door and lose more players. They've got to protect their system. And that's the system we are now. So somebody's going to get hurt in this system. And if anybody gets hurt, it's maybe the players. And now what you feel like you're going to do and justify it is, look, we're going to keep it out of the public eye as much as possible and deny that this is going to happen until we get past the window, recruiting window and the 30-day transfer portal window post Nick Saban's retirement. And then we got time to fill the positions and calm the waters and get the guys comfortable with staying. So by the time April comes and the portal opens, those guys may be more comfortable and less willing to bolt. But it is something that I've heard out there and a lot of criticism. Of course, fans are fans and media are nothing more than fans today. And so you will get the Alabama attack that they're blaming those guys for leaving. Well, I got news for you. The coordinator, a coordinator job in the NFL is better than one at Alabama, and an offensive line job in the NFL is better than one at Alabama or any college job. It just is, okay? There are some people that it's a better fit in college because they're more recruiters, and that is the difference. Uh, working in the NFL is a better job, a better way to go, and the system creates some of this um, lack of transparency of what's truly going on. Just want to clear up a couple of those things. Uh, Reminder, again, you can get the latest details and information on LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the scouting season offer that we have on tap. Uh, try Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. But our scouting season offer is the best deal that we've got going. Check it out today. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Also, a reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network on Apple, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate you joining us. Talk to you again next time, everybody